0: Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The Kraft Foods Company, makers of Kraft quality foods, presents Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous cheese food, Velveeta. Everybody goes for Velveeta's rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor in snacks, in sandwiches, and in hot dishes. And Velveeta, you know, helps supply important food values from milk and is as digestible as milk itself. That's why smart homemakers keep Velveeta on hand regularly to spread or slice and to melt for grand economical hot dishes. Tomorrow, get Velveeta... The cheese food of craft quality. Well, this evening, the great Gildersleeve has a date with his pretty nurse, Katie Milfred. It isn't often that the busy water commissioner finds time for romance, but when he does, he wants to be romantic. Catherine, you're beautiful this evening.
0: Oh, Throckmorton!
2: Yes, you are. You're lovely with that peach complexion and natural red hair. Mm, what new perfume is that in your hair? It makes me dizzy.
3: Must be
0: ether. Uh. I was in the operating room all afternoon.
2: Uh, oh, yes. Ether. Well, Catherine, I feel great tonight, just like a 16 year old colt. Let's go dancing.
0: But Throckmorton. Come on,
2: look it down at down to the Summerfield Grill and dance to Irving Hotstetter and his hepcats. Huh? You'd like that, wouldn't you? Soft lights and sweet music.
0: Oh, Throckmorton, the dance floor is so crowded you can hardly move.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but don't you worry, I'll protect you, Catherine. Uh-huh. I'll have one arm around you and one arm running into spirits.
0: I really don't think we should. There are so many colds around. Mm.
2: She would think of that.
0: Besides, I have to be at the hospital at 7 in the morning. I have a chipped vertebrae case.
2: Oh, yes, yeah, the hospital. Well, we could dance here in your living room. Uh, let's have some fun, Catherine.
0: Oh, we don't have any music.
2: There's always the radio. But who needs music? Come on, I'll hum. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: morning. you remind me of Dr. Andrew White. Doctor White. He always hums a waltz while he's operating.
2: Oh my! God. A waltzing doctor. Let's forget about the hospital, Catherine.
0: I guess I do bore you talking about my work all the time.
2: Oh no, it's just that.
0: I'm sorry, Throckmorton. I promise to do better. Uh, oh. oh. There's the phone. Excuse me.
2: Yeah. But I know who that is. Nurses' Exchange. We should get her mind on me instead of on medicine. Got to figure out some way. Say, why don't I sing to her? I don't know why, but every time I sing to a girl, she practically disintegrates. (laughs) Just like I was born Monroe. (laughs) Sure, I'll bow her over with my baritone. What are
0: you smiling about? Oh, just thinking. That was the nurse's exchange. No. (laughs) Yes, it was. But I'm too busy to take the case. Sounded quite interesting, too. Barithemia.
2: Yeah. Well, do you think you could work up a little interest in the baritonia? (laughs)
0: What?
2: If you'll play the piano, Catherine, I might be induced to sing.
0: Oh, Oh, certainly. What'll it be?
2: Well, I see you've got some music from South Pacific here. How about Younger Than Springtime, huh? That's the way I feel.
0: Oh, I love it.
2: Good. Wish I'd thought of this sooner. (laughs) Shall we start at the verse? Well, let
0: will
4: do it. All right. I touch your hand And my arms grow strong Like a pair of birds That burst with song My eyes look down At your lovely face And I hold the world In my embrace Younger than
2: springtime
4: Are you Softer than starlight Are you Warmer than winds of June Are the gentle lips You gave me Wish you would Yeah the music Are you Angel and lover Heaven and earth.
2: Sleeve.
0: <laughs> Strockmorton, you have no idea what that does to a girl.
2: Oh, yes, I do. Do yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm going to do?
2: What, Catherine?
0: I'm going to buy that album and give it to the girls in the nurse's dormitory.
2: Oh, my goodness. Gildersleeve, you're butting your head against a hospital wall. <laughs> Hello, Marjorie.
0: Oh, I thought you were spending the evening at Miss Milford's.
2: Well, Marjorie, there comes a time when a man wants to discuss something besides pills.
0: <laughs> I imagine so, especially with a pretty girl like Miss Milford.
2: Yeah, she's pretty all right, but if I was as deep in the water department as she is in the hospital, I'd have to be a fish.
3: <laughs>
2: Maybe I am being one.
3: <laughs> oh, poor Unky.
0: Why well, don't you get her mind off nursing? Take her out dancing.
2: I suggested dancing, but she was afraid we'd bump into a cold. Marjorie, I'm playing second fiddle to a bunch of germs.
0: I'm sorry your romance isn't running as smoothly as mine. I had a marvelous time at Bronco's house last night.
2: Well, I'm glad somebody's having fun.
0: Guess what we did. What? Well, Bronco's father and mother went out for the evening, and I cooked dinner for Bronco.
2: Oh? How's the boy feeling today?
3: <laughs> oh, onky!
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And after dinner, I tied a little ruffled apron on him and we did the dishes. <laughs> Wasn't he sweet to hell?
2: Well, you, it isn't hard to get an apron on a man when you're engaged. The trick is to keep it on him after you're married. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not Bronco. Yeah? We had a perfectly dreamy time. Mm. We forgot about everything. As far as we were concerned, we were the only two people in this big, wide, wonderful world. <laughs> you know that feeling, don't you, Unky? Uh,
2: no. <laughs> Catherine never seems interested. See, maybe if I could get her into an apron instead of that nurse's uniform, she'd forget that hospital for a while. What? That's the idea. Get her in a domestic environment. Ask her to fix dinner for me. I might even put on an apron and help with the dishes. <laughs> hey, this could be fun. Well,
0: it sounds like a marvelous idea. Uh, Where do you do this, over at her house?
2: Well, I wouldn't want to be presumptuous and invite myself over to her house and ask her to cook dinner for me. I'll do the nice thing, Marjorie. I'll invite her over here and ask her to cook dinner for me. (laughs) George, the more I think of this idea, the better I like it. But before I call Catherine, I'd better clear the house for tonight. She might not feel too comfortable cooking in the kitchen with Bertie around. And I wouldn't feel comfortable in an apron with Marjorie and Leroy around.
0: Good morning, Anki. Hi,
2: Uncle. Oh, good morning, infants. What's for breakfast?
0: eggs and bacon. Your plate was getting cold, Unc.
2: Oh? Did you send it back to the oven, Leroy?
0: No, I ate
2: them. <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: Bertie's fixing some more for you.
2: Great. Uh, Marjorie? Yes, Unc? Uh, you prepared a nice dinner for Bronco the other night. Don't you think he should reciprocate by taking you out to dinner tonight?
0: Well, I think he'd be delighted, Unc. Fine.
2: Uh, Leroy?
0: Yeah, Unc?
2: <laughs> You've been an awful good boy lately.
0: I have? <laughs>
2: You've been wanting to eat out and go to a movie for a long time. Sure. I think I'll let you do it tonight.
0: Gosh, you mean it, Unc?
2: Here's two dollars that says I mean it.
0: Oh, boy, two bucks, and I didn't even have to ask for it. Hey, what's going on
3: around here?
2: (laughs) Don't get you curious, my boy. Uh, I'd suggest you get the pounded steak dinner at the Summerfield Grill.
3: To heck with the Summerfield Grill. For two
0: bucks, I can get a big sack of hamburgers or a few bottles of pop and see Hopalong Cassidy twice.
2: Mm. (laughs) A sack of hamburgers in the theater. I'd hate to be sitting next to you.
0: Why, I'd offer you some. <laughs> Gosh, I can't wait
5: until tonight.
2: Neither can I. Well, that takes care of the children. This is a six. Here's your breakfast,
5: Mr. Gillespie.
2: Uh, thank you, Bertie.
5: I fixed it once, but I think a little
0: elf ate it. <laughs>
2: well, a big elf's going to eat them this time. <laughs> and, Bertie? Yes, sir? Bertie, you've been working pretty hard lately. Yes, sir. After you've finished with the breakfast dishes, why don't you take the rest of the day off? What happened?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, nothing, Bertie, except that I'm going to ask you to... Uh, well, I'm not going to ask you to prepare dinner this evening.
1: Oh? Why not, Mr. Gilsey? Well,
2: the children thought they'd like to eat out tonight.
1: Yes, sir.
2: And I have other plans.
1: Yes, sir.
2: So we won't need you tonight, Bertie.
1: Yes, sir. Somebody getting tired of somebody's cooking around here?
2: Oh, no, Bertie, it's not that.
1: Well, if somebody around here is getting tired of Bertie's cooking, all they got to do is say so.
2: Now, Bertie, we love your cooking.
1: Yes, sir.
4: Everybody loves Bertie's cooking so much they're eating out. Now, Bertie? They just love Bertie's
2: cooking. Of course we do.
4: So
1: they're eating out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, wait a minute, Bertie. The reason I'm giving you the afternoon off is that, well... uh... Bertie,
0: Uncle Mort has planned a nice quiet evening here with Miss Milford. He wants her to cook dinner for him. He does?
2: Yeah, I know she can't cook as well as you, Bertie, but, uh, well, you understand, don't you? Yes.
3: Sir. <laughs> I don't.
2: <Yeah. laughs> Leroy, you'll understand these things when you get a little older.
0: Oh, so that's why I got the two bucks. Unc wants to be alone with Miss Milford.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Pretty hard to keep things from that boy.
4: Count on me to cooperate, Miss please.
2: Fine, Bertie.
4: Bertie will play Cupid for you and Miss Milford any time. She's nice.
2: Yeah. Well, now that everybody else knows the plan, I may as well let Miss Milford in on it. Uh-huh.
0: Unc sure goes to a lot of trouble to get a date. <laughs> he
1: sure does it the hard way, all right. <laughs> do
0: you leave Uncle alone? He has a reason for all
2: this. Catherine will get a big kick out of puttering around the kitchen with me. Hello? Hello, Catherine. This is Throckmorton. Oh,
0: good morning, Throckmorton.
2: Good morning. Catherine and I have a great idea for this evening. Oh? Little Leroy's eating out, and Marjorie's going to dinner with Bronco, so guess what I want you to do?
3: Go out to dinner with
2: you? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think of that. (laughs) Well, uh, that's not what I had in mind, Catherine. I thought you'd like to come over and cook dinner for me.
0: Did you say cook dinner for you? Yeah.
2: Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun?
0: Well, I think
2: of more amusing things to do. What's the matter, Brock Morton? Is Bertie sick? Sick? Well, then, uh, just a minute, Catherine. Uh, can't lose out now. Oh, Bertie. Yes, sir? Uh, you say you're willing to play Cupid? Yes, sir. Uh, how'd you like to play a sick Cupid? A
1: sick Cupid? But, Mr. Gildsleeve, I'm healthy as a horse. Shh.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bertie, I think she'd come over if you were sick and couldn't cook. Oh,
5: then I'm sick as a horse. <laughs>
3: Hello,
1: Catherine. The Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. Next time your casual invitation to stay for supper is accepted, and you find yourself wondering what in the world to serve, relax. Well, any way you can relax if you have a loaf of Kraft's smooth-melting cheese food Velveeta on hand. Because in just a jiffy, you can make main dish sandwiches with smooth-melting Velveeta. They're pan-fried sandwiches, hearty and hot. All you do is melt a little butter or parquet margarine in a skillet. And pan-fry the sandwiches till the bread is golden brown on both sides and the Velveeta melting. And then you can pop those sandwiches onto a platter with some crispy bacon and grilled tomato slices... And you'll have a supper main dish that'll please you and your guest appetites. Of course, to please folks is a cinch with Velveeta's rich yet mild cheddar cheese flavor. And that popular Velveeta is real nourishing, rich in important food values from milk, digestible as milk itself, too. So keep stocked with wholesome, grand-tasting Velveeta. You'll want to get it in the two-pound loaf, so you'll be set for between-meal snacks and sandwiches and hot main dishes, too. Genuine Velveeta. Made only by craft. Well, the great Gildersleeve has had quite a little trouble getting nurse Catherine Milford's mind on him instead of her work. But for every problem, there's a solution. And the great Gildersleeve solution is to get her away from the hospital and into a more domestic scene. Right now, he's busy as a bird dog with final preparations for dinner.
2: And while I'm at it, may as well pick up a box of after-dinner mints and some candles for the table. Two should be enough. We don't want too much light. (laughs) Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. (laughs) What can I do for you this afternoon? Peavy, I'd like to buy some candles for the dinner table. (laughs) Very well. I have quite a selection here. Well, let's see. Do I want the short ones or the long ones?
5: Uh, Well, how long a dinner are you going to (laughs) have?
2: Peavy, I'll take two of the long ones. That's a good choice. They burn longer. Uh (laughs) Give me the candles, Peavy. White ones. Very well. Having a dinner party, are you, Mr. Gildersleeve? Just Miss Milford and me. Say, Peavy, why don't I take red candles? They'll sort of match your hair. Very well. Now I want some after-dinner mints, Peavy. I'm afraid I don't have any brown mints. Brown mints? <laughs> to match your eyes. <laughs> All right, Peavy. let me have some plain mints. Very well, that would be... Uh... Charge it. Got to go down to the grocery store and do the shopping. You're doing the shopping, Mr. Gillespie? Yeah, and Catherine's cooking the dinner. My, my. Where's Bertie? Well, Bertie's playing possum. How's that? <laughs> Never mind, Peavy. Uh, Bertie's taking a little rest, and the children are going out to dinner, so there'll be just the two of us. I may even help Catherine do the dishes, Peavy. Doesn't that sound romantic?
5: Do you want an answer from a man who's been drying dishes for 20 years?
2: <laughs> now, Peavy, there are plenty of ways to have fun doing the dishes. Oh, my ass. I can just see you two holding hands in the soap suds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I couldn't expect you to appreciate a situation like this, Peavy. There's r- no romance in you. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you are quite a fellow, Peavy. That's what I say. <laughs> well, let's see if I have everything here. Frozen Brussels sprouts. Idaho baking potatoes. A lot of green stuff for the mixed green salad. Some of that St. Francis blue cheese for the dressing. Made by Kraft. <laughs> and two three-inch steaks. Too bad they didn't have any bananas. Wonder if these apples are any good. Mmm. Juicy.
5: Pardon me, please. Oops, Judge Hooker. Can you tell me where I'll find the canned fricasseed chicken?
2: Judge, I'm not a clerk.
5: Oh, Gilday. Uh. Of course you're not a clerk. They wouldn't hire you in a grocery store. You'd eat up all the profits.
2: (laughs) I'm just testing the apples, Judge. Care for wine?
5: Sap? (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) Gilda. Guess I'll buy some of these. My, you have a lot of groceries there. Potatoes, celery, cucumber... Mm, something cold.
2: That's frozen Brussels sprouts, and get your hands out of my market basket.
5: What's in this package? Steaks, I'll bet.
2: Judge, you've got a nose like a bloodhound.
5: I was just thinking, Gilday, why don't you bring your steaks over to my house? I'll prepare them, and we'll have a bachelor dinner.
2: Judge, I've got a better plan than that. I'm having a bachelor and a girl dinner. <laughs> oh, Catherine's coming over to cook for me, Judge. Bertie's pretending she's
5: sick. Oh, I see. Sounds like an interesting evening you've maneuvered. You bet. I envy you, Gildy, sitting down to a spread prepared by loving hands.
2: <laughs>
5: Gildy, those stakes look quite large.
2: Sorry, Judge, but you're not invited. This is all planned for Catherine and me.
5: Well, I'm sure she wouldn't mind. She might relish having an intelligent conversationalist at the table. Oh, no, Judge. But, Gilday, while you're having your steak banquet, I'll be at home eating fricasseed chicken out of a can.
2: Well, eating out of a can should be a banquet for you, you old goat.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gilday! Don't cry, Judge. I'll have you over on your birthday. <laughs> Bertie did a nice job polishing the silver. Hope Bertie doesn't mind staying in her room this evening. Oh, well, I gave her a good book to keep her occupied. Around the world in 80 days. (laughs) Now, let's see. I'll put the red can in the center of the table. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Well, now you staying out here when I can be in the kitchen with Katie. Kiki Katie, the beautiful Katie. You're the... A lot of steam in here. <laughs> Catherine, where are you?
0: You know where I am.
2: <laughs> Having a lot of fun?
0: Oh, yes. There's nothing more fun than bending over a hot stove. Why, <laughs> I don't mind doing it for Bertie.
2: Yeah. Well, you look beautiful in the kitchen, Catherine.
0: I'll bet I do. My face all red, my hair hanging down in my eyes.
2: Well, let me help you out a little, huh? I'll pin back that little wisp of hair. No, it's
0: no, that's, that's all right.
2: But you have to see how to make those biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a bobby pin over your ear that isn't doing any good. It's
0: Rock Morton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, stand back now. I have to put on the stakes. But wait a minute. Oh, Oh, oh I'm sorry. Did grease pop
2: on me? Oh, no, I was too fast for it. Got a little on my necktie, though. (laughs) Catherine, how about stopping and talking to me?
0: Oh, but but I have to fix the blue cheese dressing.
2: Well, I'm the head cheese around here. Pay a little attention to me, huh?
0: Rockmorton, you shouldn't try to hold my hand in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, I guess I shouldn't. Biscuit dough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll go and see how Bertie is. Bertie? Yes. And I'd better take my nurse's kit.
2: Uh, now, Catherine, don't you go worry about Bertie. You have your hands full here.
0: Oh, I think I have things under control here in the kitchen. You keep an eye on the steaks, will you? But. I won't be a minute.
2: Zeke, I hope Bertie makes a good possum or it's good night, nurse.
0: How are you feeling, Bertie? Oh, I'm feeling just fine, Miss Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie's gone. This is Miss Milford. Oh, I'm feeling
3: terrible. Oh,
0: (laughs) that's too bad, Bertie. May I come in? Well, I may have something catching. Well, I'll take a chance on that. Oh, I see you're in bed. Yes, ma'am. I made it. I mean, I sure am. Oh, Oh,
3: me. Oh,
0: Bertie, you do sound ill. That's good. You know, I think I'd better take your temperature. Well, I think it's pretty high. I wouldn't want to break one of your thermometers. Hmm. Your pulse feels normal. Let me feel your forehead. Yes, ma'am. Hmm. You are quite warm, Bertie.
4: Yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> but maybe it's because you're in bed with all of your clothes on.
1: I am? I must be delirious. <laughs>
0: Bertie, why are you pretending you're sick? Well...
3: <laughs> All right.
0: You don't have to tell me. Hmm.
2: wonder what's going on in Bertie's room. Mm, that steak smells good. Oh, here comes Kathy. Oh, Katherine, how's Bertie?
0: Well, it's a good thing I went to see her.
2: Oh,
0: yes. Before I turn the steaks, I think I'll coddle an egg.
2: Yeah, well, Bertie ate early, but it's a good idea to fix a tray for her.
0: you have some canned soup, Throckmorton?
2: Well, yeah, let's see here. Here's a can of oxtail.
0: Ah, just the thing.
2: Yeah, glad I'm not sick. Well, we'll get the tray to Bertie, then we won't have any more interruptions. it will be just the whole evening for just the two of us, huh? <laughs> Doorbell. <laughs> Excuse me, Catherine.
0: Go right ahead. I'll put the soup on. Oops, that'd be
2: light at the dinner.
5: Hello, Gildy, old friend. Judge! I hope you haven't had dinner. I'll bet you do. Now, now, Gildy, I'm not inviting myself over. Huh? I got to thinking of your intimate dinner plans with Miss Milford, and as an old friend, I wanted to contribute the dessert. Oh? Money ice cream. Money
2: ice cream. <laughs> Ah, very nice. Thank you, old friend, and good night.
3: Who is it, Throckmorton?
2: Uh, And just a good humor man. He brought us some ice cream.
0: (laughs) Good evening, Miss
5: Milford. Well, Judge Cooker, how thoughtful of you. It was my pleasure.
0: Why don't you invite the judge in, Throckmorton? Well, uh... no,
5: I didn't plan to stay.
0: (laughs) Oh, you must. Mm -hmm.
5: Thank you for your kind invitation, Miss Milford. But I saw Gildy at the market... And I know you only have two steaks. Well,
0: one of those is for you, Judge. But I had a big lunch at the hospital. All I'm having is a salad. But, Catherine... And Throckmorton's having oxtail soup and a coddled egg.
2: Yes, that... What? <laughs> Catherine, what about the other steak?
0: Oh, I'm taking that into Bertie. Bertie? But... Now, Throckmorton, she needs a steak to build up her strength. You know how sick she is. Mm.
3: <laughs>
5: Well, well, looks like you aren't going to have much for dinner, Gildy.
2: (laughs) Watch it, Hooker, I'll barbecue an old goat.
1: The Great Gildersleeve will be back again very shortly. Here's the straight road to a man's heart. For dessert, a flaky crusted straight-from-the-oven pie served with plenty of old-time-tasting natural cheddar cheese. So lucky, isn't it, that pie-making these days is easy? I mean pie-making with a good pie-crust mix. And lucky, too, that you can be sure of getting just the right cheese to go with that pie. Golden, mellow, mild cheddar. All you have to do is ask for K-brand natural cheddar cheese. That's right. Here's glorious natural cheddar with old-fashioned goodness and new protection. You see, Kraft makes K-Natural of pasteurized milk and cures it in its own sealed wrapper. So get K-Brand tomorrow. And don't forget that pie crust mix for an easy, doubly good dessert of pie and delicious K-Brand natural cheddar cheese.
2: You home, Leroy?
0: Yeah. Where's Miss Milford?
2: Miss Milford went home two hours ago.
0: Oh? Where's Bertie?
2: In bed, eating a steak.
0: Holy smoke, what happened? Hmm? House smells funny. What is it?
2: Oxtail soup. (laughs) Leroy, what do you have in that bag?
0: Two hamburgers. I bought eight of them, but I could only eat six.
2: You, uh... You have two hamburgers? Sure. Leroy, little man. Come here and sit down beside your old uncle and bring your little bag.
1: The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. The show was written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White with music by Jack Meakin. Included in the cast are Walter Ketley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Kathy Lewis, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. And friends, I'd like to remind you that 1,600,000 men still wear the uniform of the Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force. It's good to know that USO extends them a friendly welcome no matter where they're stationed. You bet. This is Jay Stewart saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. And they're good. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. Good night,
3: folks.
1: Here's a taste test that counts. Try any meat without mustard. Then add a golden dab of Kraft prepared mustard to your next bite. Taste the difference. There are two kinds of Kraft mustard, you know. Salad mustard, delicately spiced for those who like their mustard mild. Or craft-prepared mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both on hand. For remember this, when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Get craft-prepared mustard.
2: Break the Bank, radio's biggest money-paying show, is next on NBC. (laughs)